I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room So you wanna be a rider, well you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed In the red room, we let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca Sass in class, yes that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel, say what you want Welcome to the Red Room. What's up, y'all? Yeah. So silly. So silly. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest. And you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. Where we keep it street, we keep it opinionated. Can we say 2016? Because my guess. We keep it opinionated. And we keep it what? 2016. Because we're projecting into the future. Yeah, so we, we yeah, got to, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? We, we mm. just a couple weeks mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> on this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture. But our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. So y'all hear her voice. Mm-hmm. That's my girl, mm-hmm. my home team. Yep. Miss San Diego herself. Miss mm-hmm. Comic Con. The black gidget of Mission <laughs> Beach. <laughs> Recognize y'all. You can laugh, Janice. We can hear your ass. <laughs> Janice over there just you're snickering. Look at him. <laughs> you're snickering hound. You're just plain old Muttley. Okay. Look at that. Yeah. So yeah. Lisa Bolakaja. Yeah, because you know my life, my life goal mm-hmm. is to just live in my short shorts and my flip flops <laughs> and my sci-fi t-shirts and just live on the beach and read books and talk shit to people from oh, far God. away. Get off my lawn! <laughs> <laughs> well, you mean get off be, your sand, off don't it? Sand. Exactly. Like, are we playing volleyball in front of my house? <laughs> yes. Hey, hey. So you just saw Star Trek? Yes, I did. Okay. Not Star Trek, Star Wars. I'm like Star Wars. <laughs> same shit, same But shit. I did see the Star Trek uh, trailer for the okay. new one. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not see Idris in it. Oh, what did you think of the trailer? Uh, it was more like a teaser. So it didn't really oh, give me why. my... It didn't, give me, it didn't get me my... Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm going to say this. Um, Mission Valley, mm-hmm. we're AMC... Uh, the trailers were whack for the Star <laughs> like like you know because when you go to like the big movie premiere these are when you're supposed to come out with your big guns mm-hmm. your best they got that one movie I think it's called The Fifth Wave oh yeah Snooze <laughs> I mean it was just like it's cute like oh it's based on yeah, you mm-hmm. know the typical little teenage white girl mm-hmm. oh aliens and I have a love interest and save my little brother and it's like we've it's seen cute it. it's we've seen that yeah we, yeah, yeah one was called the hunger Games. see lisa lisa be going to the movie theater making sure she's on time she'd be an hour early and shit just <laughs> so she can watch the previews just so she could see people's expression and Look, then, let me tell you this bit sitting in the background That's just great. so she can see i want to see the reactions. movement of people's reactions. i want to see reactions i tell people all the time when you're doing film you need to go to movies and sit in the back and watch people's reactions to trailers mm-hmm. Um, how they respond because it tells you a lot whether or not your shit is good mm-hmm. or not because there's nothing more embarrassing than sitting there in a theater and a, you know you put all your razzle dazzle in your trailer and the audience is like mm, DVD <laughs> <laughs> Netflix yeah we all do it uh, oh and yeah. really quickly uh, shout out I'm still kind of hungover because last night from sugar <laughs> you sure sugar is sugar because a couple things uh, I want to shout out uh, 
Geek Soul Brother, Black mm-hmm. Girl Nerds, What's and his movie, uh, The Twitter Peeps, because last night we had our blurred holiday party. Okay. And we were well, this watching. is going to come out in a couple weeks, so. Yes, yeah, a couple of weeks. So, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, it'll be after the holidays. Mm-hmm. But still, want to give a shout out because we normally we do Saturday night sci fi mm-hmm. on Saturdays, but we had the, you know, the black nerds and everybody else who were geeky, mm-hmm. and we did Nightmare Before Christmas. So okay. we tweeted photos. And I bought Sprinkles Cupcakes. <laughs> I got the fancy Chicago cheddar cheese. And she's and sitting there by herself. Okay, <laughs> wine, cognac, the eggnog. I was lit last night. Like, and then after that, after we did that, then I was watching the rebroadcast of The Wiz. Oh, so, you know, my sugar on. levels and my wine levels was, was up. So driving up here this morning, I was just like... I'm going to get a lot of slack. I fucking <sighs> hated The Wiz. I fucking... Hated it what? just because I love the original one so much. See, that's much. why you gotta let that go. You gotta let I shit go. Hated. I hated how it was shot. I hated how it was directed. I hated some of the. You songs. didn't like the Vogue. I didn't feel like the characters were the actors were in character, especially like I just watched The Wizard of Oz. You didn't like, you didn't like Neo. They were just not like in the in the real version. Here's an example. See, you can't do in that. the real version, you can't do that. or even in Michael Jackson's version, he couldn't even stand up straight. He was always wobbly. These motherfuckers were standing straight up if they weren't if they weren't saying a word. Like there was no real character. They but weren't really. He had a really bad hair. They weren't committed. But I, I, it was it was yeah. a different version. Let me tell. I, it was let, a me, let me talk corny. to you people. Sorry, so people who feel like that, like Hillier, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Y'all gotta let that shit go. Raven Simone. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. <laughs> Everything that that whenever we we have a new incarnation of something, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm guilty of this too, and I'm mm-hmm. trying to check myself also. Okay. But sometimes you have to let the new things let it be its own thing. You cannot judge it by 1975 when the Wiz originally came out. Okay. Okay. Whenever. Then if we're gonna do that, it and looked like a movie, fucking high school musical to me. <sighs> I'm telling you. And I've been in dozens See, you can't, of musicals. Because he's done theater and musicals. <clears throat> it looked corny. Can I just tell you from the person who's just like a fan of, of theater mm-hmm. and who's been like a theater manager and done that stuff, mm-hmm. I thought for what they were bringing, I thought it was really cute and I enjoyed it. For the it. budget they had, I could have killed that thing. But you didn't do it. Well, I should have. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Anywho, so there. <laughs> Go ahead. Charles. I enjoyed it too. I enjoyed it too for what it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's it was, its it was, own thing and it's never going to be, you know, what we think it is from our original, you know. It's kind of like, you know, when real hip hop came out and you got to look at these newbies coming out here and doing their thing, you got to let the babies kind of shape their own thing. I just wanted a spectacle. I guess that's what I wanted. You know, you see Alexander Hamilton or some shit like that or or, um, um, Wicked on Broadway. I mean, it's a fucking spectacular event. And 20 years from now, there'll be somebody sitting in the audience when they redo it again, Mm -hmm. and they're going to say, I didn't like the recognition of that. Whatever. The recognition of Hamilton, it was not good. But the proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the fact that it's lasting, that's selling out crazy like... Years and years. All right, and look. Years. I was happy to see some black folks on TV. I was happy, and to a see lot that of them too. in the room. All I would have together. recast. That's all I'm saying. I, I will agree with you. There are certain characters. I there are certain characters. Been, I liked but, her. She but, was good. But come on now, when they was voguing, I was that was waiting, cute. I was waiting for somebody to do a it, death that. That brought it into the future. I was for waiting me. for a cool death drop. That. Okay, and yeah. then come on, the poppies. Come on. <laughs> The See what I gotta it. do with Chandra? They were killing it. See what I'm talking about? Anywho, <laughs> let's get on to our guest. All right. So, y'all know how we do it, do it on the rant room. So, look, if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get it in. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, we got my man, my home team over here from the Writers Guild, my cousin over here, <laughs> Chandis Jackson, you guys, writer. Do you produce her too, right? Pro- producer. Yeah, producer. Yeah. Give me, give me some more. Give me some more. You know you got 10 more hyphens in there. <laughs> I, I, I direct, I direct uh, webisodes, that sort right. of thing, but right. not, so, not so many features, but I want to mm-hmm. jump into that. Right. And you're a trailblazer because right. you were part of Universal's new yes. writing thing. So you, are, you went in and represented for us 
Yeah. Now you must come back with the great elixir, as Joseph Campbell would say, <laughs> and bring it back to the people. Exactly. After your writer's Teach journey. Teach them now. Teach come them, Come back Candace. and tell us. What? Oh, great one. Because, you know, it's really, I mean, I think it's pretty cool that you were one of the first people to go through because I know they're trying to do like what Disney was doing. And you were Disney also. Was Disney's world Disney on, on, the, on the feature side. That's yeah. right. Oh my God, you are such a great so you, you were, were you, you part of the last? Were you part of the last group? Of that's right. That's right. I was part of the, the last before they they stopped it because of the just the strike and all that mm-hmm. other kind of stuff. I mean, they still do TV. Oh, you mean Disney? Sure. Disney when they were doing the features? They were doing TV and film. They were doing TV. Now they're just strictly like yeah. TV now. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So they're just strictly TV, and 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 I can talk more about it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. All, right. all right. Cool. Well, let's get into you a little okay. bit. Let's just tell the kids, you know, where you're from, how you got into the game. Awesome. Okay. So I, I'm originally from Mobile, Alabama, Uh-oh. and. And Bama. it's a it's a Gulf Gulf Coast Gulf Port City. And many people <laughs> might not know it's about two and a half hours east of New Orleans. But a couple of people that are from my hometown, Orlando Jones from mm-hmm. uh, from the show uh, Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, show he right and there. I share. He is my secret twin. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have the same birthday? We have the him? same birthday, mm-hmm. same day, probably the same time. Orlando, mm-hmm. I was born at three in the afternoon. So if you were, <laughs> if you were born during that time. Uh, we are psychic twins, uh-huh. and I love Orlando. <laughs> yeah, man, he's he's, he's a dude. Uh, Laverne Cox mm-hmm. guys, okay. mm-hmm. from Mobile, and then mm-hmm. Tim Cook, the president of Apple, yeah. CEOs from Mobile. So it, it's a it's a cool town. And I left Mobile to go yeah, off. Martin Luther King, somebody else. Mm-hmm. I, I know. I, I know. It's, it's weird because when you, people say when you tell them from Alabama, it, it automatically they just jump to the '60s. They mm-hmm. just jump back to like what they recall. They don't I'm really not saying slavery her. came to my mind. <laughs> here, Alabama. I'm not saying that at all. Didn't they get off the Probably. boat right there or some shit? <laughs> <laughs> but swing low, they go through my okay. mind for a second. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Hymn knows kind of yes. coming. <laughs> but any, anyway, you guys are gonna crack. Give me that old sweet. Um, I'm teasing. I'm yeah. Teasing. So I, I get used to this challenge. Get used to this. I got it. I got it. It gets worse. I, I apologize. <laughs> but I, I went off to to college. Went off to Howard University, right. and so that. Oh my God! Everybody and their moms the mafia. The Howard Mafia. The mafia. Yeah. H-U. Uh-huh. H-U, you know. <laughs> oh so I, I went off to Howard, and actually for me, coming into the, the, the industry, it's kind of been like a little little uh, roundabout, because mm-hmm. when I went off to school, I went off and I studied finance at Howard. But really? I, but I had a music scholarship, so I was in the Showtime marching band, so oh, I did okay. that. Oh, my God. And, so you was like... Dun, dun, dun. And so... <laughs> yes. What did you play? What instrument you play? I played baritone, but I started out playing trumpet, but okay. I played baritone. Okay. And, and it was eye-opener because it was a... I went to a white high school, and so mm-hmm. Howard, as you know, is a mecca. You know? <laughs> and so when they told me, hey, well, you don't need in the middle that... Of you, don't, you don't need that instrument right now. Put it down. Let's, uh-huh. just, let's right. see you cabbage patch. Let's see you right. running. I'm okay. Like, you know, so I was in... <laughs> he was like, cabbage patch? I was in remedial dance. I was... That's I, hilarious. I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to, I, I lasted the semester, man. I <laughs> I was like, okay, all right. Uh-huh. And so from that, I I I had a, a ROTC scholarship, which is what I was doing at mm-hmm. the time. So uh, I had to go in the army, and so I went into the the military right after as a lieutenant. Okay, so really? I, I I was a. I, at at first, I wasn't really digging it, but I was a paratrooper guy, air assault guy. I did all really? that stuff, man. I, I lived in Germany for three years. Mm-hmm. I I loved it. And I was, and actually, that's when I started writing. I started journaling about about my my travels, all that kind of stuff, and it really just opened me up to the world. Okay, cool. when you when you live life, it just gives you a different perspective. Right. I, it's it's like wow, this is an Alabama. Mm-hmm. It's just you know, people are you know, you see in the world. Yeah, you see mm-hmm. the world. And so when I left the army, I was looking to 
to jump back into the market, and I was thinking about doing something writing, maybe an MFA or whatever, okay. uh, something like that. But I chickened out, and uh, <laughs> and I went and got my MBA in accounting and finance. I okay. just I couldn't rationalize mm-hmm. it. I just did, it didn't make sense to me. And so at that point in time, I knew uh, I just got married, uh-huh. and 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 I knew that. An MBA and finance career wasn't gonna. I mean, it was gonna give me what I wanted to pay the bills, sure. but it wasn't gonna feed my soul. And so, <laughs> immediately when I when I started working and I did a little bit of time in investment banking and I worked in finance, uh, I started just saying, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna write. That's my ticket in. Mm-hmm. And so, because I remembered how I enjoyed my journaling, and so I would get up before going to work, maybe four or five o'clock in the morning, write for two hours. Mm-hmm. And I did it for maybe three years, mm-hmm. and I, I and eventually I just kept doing it, and I and joined a writers group, which was the best thing. And after where, where are you living? I was living you... in Jersey. Okay, living in New Jersey, working mm-hmm. for a, a company called Johnson and Johnson that did baby powder. <laughs> I was a finance manager, all that kind uh-huh. of stuff. But uh, and I was entering different contests and that sort of stuff along the way. And, and lo and behold, I, I was getting in, in top placement, and then eventually I won the Disney fellowship. I was driving mm-hmm. home. Uh, from work one day, and I was on 278, one of the highways, and, and I got a call from Disney out of the blue. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, we're two execs. They're like, we, you wrote this script, we're digging it, and let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Can, so you, I, can you tell the people what that script was about, just it, a little yeah, bit? Yeah, so it was based on my, my military experience, but it was about extraordinary rendition. It's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a military term where mm-hmm. the government, if they perceive there's a terrorist, they go and they will extract that terrorist and okay. then they'll take them to a foreign country to kick their ass. So I knew. <laughs> you said nice take you to a safe, take you to to a safe zone. We're going to extract it. No, we're going for a whoop ass. We come in. Yeah. Just call it what it is, military. Call it what it is. Uh-huh. And so I, 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 knew, I knew that space. Mm-hmm. And even now I have friends that work at the Pentagon and so forth. So I knew that world. And so I wrote about it. I was like, well, this isn't Disney, mm-hmm. but I know it. And so... That script, uh, they they called me up and they're like, "Hey, let, we, we dig your script and we want to talk about it." So mm-hmm. I pulled over and we ha- I basically had an interview for mm-hmm. about because they do a phone interview first. That's right. They phone uh-huh. screen me for about thirty minutes. I'm yeah. sitting in my car on the side of the highway that's with my, my hazards on, <laughs> and then two weeks later they call me up to fly me out to to Burbank. Okay, uh, and I had an in person interview. And, and at first I thought I was at a disadvantage because I was in the room mm-hmm. and most of the other cats were. UCLA, mm-hmm. this, USC, this, NYU, mm-hmm. this, and I didn't do Already any, film students yeah, and children. I didn't do any of that. And, mm-hmm. and, and out of the couple of thousands that submitted, a couple of 2,000, whatever, I was mm-hmm. one of the four they brought back. I got, wow. I, and so one month I was working in finance. The next month I was working in old animation. Let me tell you something. <laughs> it's that life experience. Just from you talking about that brief bio of yourself, mm-hmm. and you're talking about you worked in finance, in the military, you have world experience, and totally. you're bringing... You are bringing um, what do we call it? An expertise right. to which you're writing mm-hmm. that ain't no motherfucker who's going from UCLA Film School, mm-hmm. USC, going to have that straight mm-hmm. from graduating. So you and let's have not get it twisted. It yeah. must have been on the page. So yeah, it, it, and it, it was it, on yeah. the page. You know it, that's very true because now, and you guys know this. When you read something, you're like, man, they pulled this from Wikipedia. <laughs> 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 I'm reading some. I'm like, this is, this is Wikipedia right here. <laughs> and so you know when there's a truth to it. And mm-hmm. so that's you know, and that's one of the things that I've I. Just just got to the point in my writing, I think if I if I can't feel it, if it's not mm-hmm. something that I can really relate to, not to say that I can't write it, but maybe there's another avenue mm-hmm. because or another perspective. But yeah, so that really that really got me in. And, and you know, and it's weird because the it although it, it might seem like, oh, it was quick, it mm-hmm. that was just the beginning. Mm-hmm. I got in and at that time we were at the beginnings of the writer strike. And mm-hmm. so 
People were like, oh, man, you guys are fellows. You guys aren't going to be affected. This is like, what, 2007? 2008. 2007. 2008. Yeah. yeah, 2008. Because it hadn't ended yet. Right. 2008. Right. Yeah, it was in 2008 when I came out here. And lo and behold, the writer strike uh, kicked off. And mm-hmm. about six months within the program, we were all force majeure, which was basically we're fired. You know? and, it, and it was wow, interesting because really? during that time period, I had my wife was back east. We had just sold our house because at, at one point she was going to move out. But she didn't really understand what I was she knew that I was applying to these different contests, mm-hmm. but she didn't know it was going to be something that's going to allow me to move across the country, kind right. of thing. And I had a we had and, a two year old, and they paid you, and they paid you me. Know? We had a two year old and a three year old, and a week and a half, maybe two weeks after we moved out here, I got fired. And so wow. after she moved out here, I got fired. So it was, and it was also three weeks before Disney. Wow. I mean, before I'm sorry, before Christmas. And so, so these are stories I like to hear. So and so, and about. so, because <laughs> Disney didn't mess and around. In your favor, right? though, for Christmas, mm-hmm. in your favor, though, you got a two and a three year old, so they're not going to miss Christmas, and they're not going to know. <laughs> so you don't really have to buy nothing. Well, they didn't. True, true. And it's, it's, but <laughs> you it's, can lie and like Photoshop some photos. <laughs> they're not going like, to remember. Remember when y'all went to uh, <laughs> Disney every day or whatever? <laughs> no, I don't remember. <laughs> but it, but it, it was, it was, it was, it was crazy because. Mm-hmm. Disney didn't play. It, it mm-hmm. just it let me. You know, I was basically introduced to the to the industry at that point and realized one thing: one, Hollywood's a strike. It's a it's a what I would call a um, a union town in mm-hmm. some in some respects. So the whole I, city is affected. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yes. so I went from one uh, of six months being there. I went from one day of working on a lot to the next day picketing outside Disney, wow. waving at my execs. And, wow. and that was an eye-opener. And even the friends Wait, that you I, were waving at the execs? I was like, hey, <laughs> remember, <laughs> I, remember me. Uh-huh. I, would, I this, waved at you. I'm out here. but <laughs> After this is over. Because even yeah. you know when you go through the strike, you just think, oh, everybody just go and strike. No. I had friends that were on the TV side mm-hmm. at Disney. like, well, we all on Grey's Anatomy. We're going to go strike together. We're mm-hmm. going to be a Paramount. I'm like, well, uh, well, I'm a feature guy. Can I join y'all? Mm-hmm. Well, we got to talk to you. you know, mm-hmm. So it was all it was a little bit like that if if in, in the sense that everybody had their their own i'm not gonna say click but you know everybody was mm-hmm. aligned to how they were staffed mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff it was because i was down at Par- you came didn't you come yeah because we, i was we walking, down at paramount i was walking behind uh larry david yeah, yeah and yeah, i yeah, thought yeah. larry david got a pimp walk like mm-hmm. when he walked like there's some black in his family <laughs> <laughs> but, but people were that's all that out. money okay. <laughs> well people would go to hang out you know mm-hmm. how it was like we're gonna go you know it was a little it was a great time to catch up and, mm-hmm. and do a lot of things but i learned at that point that you know i i realized that i had to get out more because mm-hmm. as a feature guy you're, you're kind of writing on your own you're doing your own stuff mm-hmm. and and you know and in, in this town it's a lot more about who you know and being collaborative and all that so mm-hmm. but yeah that was my early entry okay wow so when did what did what did you so how did you get out of that i mean what did you do i um, did you have to go back to work? Or did I, you... I did. I, I went back. Fortunately, right during a period where the strike was happening, because we could, I start. I kept writing for myself because mm-hmm. the strike wasn't a long strike, but it was one of those things where I was like, it you felt know, like it, was it long. It felt. <laughs> I know it, it totally did. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, this is a we're striking. You know, mm-hmm. it just was kind of. It was fun at some point, but then right. it wasn't fun because right. I wasn't getting paid. It was right. just a weird thing. And so I did jump back into the finance market. I dropped my resume, and within a month, I had a job. Mm-hmm. And but I still. And your wife was out here now. My wife was out here okay. at the time. So <clears throat> so. It allowed me to kind of get a sense of normalcy because that's mm-hmm. what when you're when you're a writer in this town, it's a weird kind of thing. It's just to be taking meetings to go pitching and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not like there's a there's a sense of being normal and, and because everybody else is going to work. Because it's not consistent too. No, that's exactly. right. Yeah, that's right. Definitely. That's right. And so it didn't make any sense. And and so I went back and and uh at the same time I also started uh, getting behind the camera more. I started okay. I, I I entered 
actually, I at that time it was maybe around 2010 ish because I had been still working but directing shorts, and I mm-hmm. and I entered uh, the PGA workshop, mm-hmm. diversity workshop thing, and I got that. So I did that, which kind of started. I liked it because it started giving me a sense of combining my finance, marketing, corporate stuff mm-hmm, with getting mm-hmm. the film out there. Right. Because I think a lot of times when you think of just getting the film out there, you don't think, "Hey, I got to finance this thing. I got to, I got to market it. I got to maybe look how I'm going to dis- distribute it." Mm-hmm. So all that stuff really gave me this kind of sense of understanding. And then, can I, uh, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Let me interrupt you. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Because this is really important. Because I'm somebody, I, I was pretty lucky with some of the some of the fellowships and stuff too, or the competitions. Mm-hmm. What do you think you did besides the script? Because now mm-hmm. they want you know your your one page you know s- summary of why you want to be in and mm-hmm. you know all your references. What do you think is standing out in your you know? Do you think you're doing anything in particular that helps, or what do you think? Well, you know, it's it's weird because first of all, I I am. I tell this to people. I'm totally fellowshipped out and programmed out. I've done two mm-hmm. fellowships and and three programs, that sort sure. of thing. But I think part of it is is that yeah, it has to be there on the page. And I, even in one of my interviews, I, I I heard someone ask me after for, it was in the Universal thing. Mm-hmm. It's just like, are you are you fellowship hopping? Are you just like trying to like, <laughs> like I'm just trying to bag fellowships? I'm like, no, I want to get a movie made. Why would I want to just be mm-hmm. doing fellowship to fellowship? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of thing. But I'm looking for opportunity. But exactly, and I think <laughs> mm-hmm. part of the, the the thing is is that I think you you want to have it there on a the page. But I think when you when you get these essays and you get these opportunities to give who you are, say who you are. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't give anything canned. I mean, because everybody, everybody comes at this, this art in a different way. Everybody sure. comes at their own truth in a different way. And, and that's what makes everyone unique. And I think, you know, it, it's, I look at it like music. I mean, I mean, there's so many songs about love. There's so many songs about, about relationships, mm-hmm. about whatever, but the, the the Michael Jackson song about love is totally different from another song about love. So mm-hmm. it's just I mean you bring what what's you, and mm-hmm. so that's that's what I tell people because I think ultimately that's what differentiates you. Okay. So right. and you must be good in a room. I'm okay in a room <laughs> <laughs> because the other like you know like I would say like ninety percent is like on the page, but the rest of it too is like how because you know you know the rule the adage always is oh, like. When you are being interviewed or when you are being considered for something, a lot of times part of it is whether or not they want to be with you for 12, 15 hours a day. Right. Whether or not thing. you're going to be a good fit. It could be off the chain. It could you be don't off the chain. Know. But if you're like, mm, I'm not yeah. sure about this person. Mm-hmm. Well, well, and that's a great point, Lisa, because I think part of it is is definitely being good in a room. And I think just being comfortable talking mm-hmm. to people. Mm-hmm. And, and I think people don't realize the old stuff. I mean, make eye contact, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, just different, mm-hmm. you know. Project, you know, and part of that I, I got from just you know being in corporate America. But part of it is is just you know we're filmmakers first, and we're mm-hmm. artists, and we don't think about that right. kind of stuff. But right. it, it, but but I always came when I came out here. I say it, it's 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 interesting. I came out because I always wanted to be a studio screenwriter. I didn't even consider TV. Now mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, TV. <laughs> but I came out to want to make feature films and 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 write the big $100 million movies, right. and that's, that's the sort of thing. And so for me, just, to, you know, Hilliard, from that standpoint, I, I feel that you just got to, you know, be who you are sure. on, on, on the page and when you get that interview. All right. Now, you were, so you were talking about the producing program? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Program. So, yeah, so I did, I did the PGA workshop, which was great. It, it, uh, What'd you learn there? What do you, what, well, I, I, I was at the beginning stages of my script called Muti, okay. and I wrote Muti 
I was out. I, I was. I spent. Well, I'll just. That, talk can about, I just say that yeah. title stands out for me? Like if I saw well, that, you, I'd be like, Did you see? Curious. Did you see who he has attached to the damn thing? Okay, Jamin Hansu and his cool self. Yeah, I say that's my cousin. By the way, like, <laughs> who to? What is that? that I'm gonna lift uh-huh. that in my room. Yeah. For the well, I when I was coming out of grad school in Michigan, I had the opportunity to go over to um, South Africa okay. because they was doing. Uh, you know how the colleges sometimes have these quarterly journals where they where they write about some social initiative and mm-hmm. so forth. Well, I was going over to write about micro lending and and doing some stuff that they were doing with some of the villages. Mm-hmm. They were loan they were they were uh, making loans to villagers for everything from basket weaving companies yeah, to, to hair small salon. little things. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I was an analyst, seeing how successful those businesses were doing, and then mm-hmm. writing about those different things and and so forth. So it would go into a publication eventually for the the school mm-hmm. and. Um, and came across stories of of ritualistic killings in some of the villages, and I mm. thought this was just crazy. I mean, mm. muti is it stands for it's a Zulu word for medicine, but uh, but basically some of the tribal folks were bastardizing it, and 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 what they in bastardizing what I mean is they were taking they were taking kids and extracting body parts or whatever, mm. and then mm. and then using it in herbal medicine, mm. <laughs> and hoping like, that like they're lying the tigers, yeah, <laughs> hopefully they would increase their business sales, it, right. would, it, it would do all this other stuff. It was just totally, and I was wow. like, man, this is some crazy. What you know, and so mm-hmm. and so I, I it, it stayed with me, and eventually that's kind of the genesis of my script Muti. It's a cross mm-hmm. between Seven meets Blood Diamond, and so Ooh, yeah. yeah, and so and so I went into the the PGA program with that script mm-hmm. at the early stages just to see how I could probably do something and, and start the development of it, which mm-hmm. is which was great, and and it's and it's cool because they pair you with uh, established producers and and who did, uh, who did you have? Um, I'm trying to think. For our our session, I had the. I can't, it was Morgan Freeman's uh, producing partner. I can't think okay. of her name. It's not bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know, she just gave me you know some tidbits on on the on the script and so forth. And I mean, I think she thought it would be more aligned to TV. But at the time, I wasn't doing TV, so mm-hmm. I still wanted to kind of continue that feature push. And mm-hmm. so that's you know mm-hmm. that's. Yeah, but it was great. And right. for the babies out there, can you tell them how long the PGA program is? Sure. Um, I think I apply. And this is this is another interesting story. So I applied for the program, and I didn't initially get it. Oh really? I and it's well. Well, first of all, I applied twice. First time, I didn't hear anything. So that's that's a totally different script. <laughs> they didn't even say no. I didn't get in. in. And that's the worst. Type Not of even an envelope yeah. with dust. That's, that's, that's the worst type of rejection when you don't hear nothing. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. But I've at least that. sometimes you know. Mm-hmm. But the second time, I went in, and I got rejected. And 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 I was like, man, I was bummed. And this is for the script Muti and mm-hmm. uh, and the project Muti. And then basically, I got a call a week later. Hmm. From one of the folks uh, on the committee, he's like, "You know what? We had somebody to fall out." Ah. I'm like, really? And and so, would you still be interested? I was like, "Well, sure." <laughs> so I, I, was, yeah, I was I was totally interested. <laughs> and so that's that's how that came about. And the program is about I want to say three months long, okay. and they and they break it up to the extent where one week you're you're talking to other writer producers and you're talking uh about the financing uh and they bring in financiers you're talking Mm -hmm. about the marketing and Mm -hmm. they're bringing in marketers and then the strip distribution and so you're you're in your in you're also looking at different facets of the the process meaning new media because they added Mm -hmm. that on Mm -hmm. tv of course features of course and then and so it's really it it was great it's great and eye-opening to the to the extent that you're looking at every facet of how that pipeline works sure Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So when did you go into the Universal program? Okay, so and know, how? What are the differences yeah. you found uh, between the two since you were already in Disney? Yeah, well, I started Universal. I started Universal, and I found out about it in the fall of 2013, mm-hmm. and I didn't start until uh, 
the spring of 2014. And it was great. It's like a year program. It was a long it was one. A year, yeah. year, and you get yeah. you get paid. You know, I had an mm-hmm. office on a lot, a bungalow okay. on a lot. Look so, at him showing off. So <laughs> you know, I'm a, fle- I'm a flex a little bit. I'm a flex. <laughs> but it was it was great because one of the things I can say is is working on a studio was my second time being on a lot. Is that you do see how the sausage is made, and, and what I mean by that is <laughs> why do you think I'm here. <laughs> exactly. You just you, you do. It's a different process because mm-hmm. a lot of times things aren't necessarily. I mean, sometimes they're like, look, we want to get a movie for this actor, or this talent. And mm-hmm. sometimes that's how it starts because they have an overall deal and they mm-hmm. have to service that deal. So right. it, it comes that way. Uh, I've been in discussions where they're like, hey, well, we want this person. What about this? Oh, that person's aged out or this person's this. And so you're like, <gasps> you know, you're hearing all that yep. conversation and it has mm-hmm. nothing to do about what's on the page. And mm-hmm. so it just gives you a different perspective. But for me, the, the Universal program was great because they, they paired us up uh, with mentors and we were paired up by genre. So I, I paired up with Chris Moore. Morgan. Really? And that's not Chris, bad, is it? Shout, shout out to Chris. Hey, what's up, Chris? Come, come do the show, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Chris, Chris, he's a cool guy. I mean, he's a, he's a cool dude. I, I Because I write mostly action thrillers, mm-hmm. and he was working on the Fast series at the time, mm-hmm. and now he's doing Mommy, but now they're doing the other Fast movie. And so Chris is a cool guy. And mm-hmm. so we had other writers that did comedy, romantic comedy, horror, and so forth, and, mm-hmm. and they had respective mentors in, in that light. Somebody had Will Packer really? as a mentor. Mm-hmm. And so it was... It was great to kind of to have these alignments because at, at one point, one of the things I realized at the studio level is that they're depending on these writer producers or whoever uh, to give and deliver that, that film and then also to be that, what I call that incubator for different mm-hmm. ideas. And, and, and that's, that's my goal. And so I've gotten to the point where I just, I, I, I kind of, you know, I kind of try to manage the process. And that's what I'll tell the, you know, the younger writers out there is that if you want something, you don't have, it's not about being desperate. No, sure. none of that. It's just ask for it. And so I, I told Chris when, when we met up, uh, it's like, hey, I know folks come in to pitch you ideas and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. I, I want to, when they come in the next time, I want to, I want to be there in a room and, and, and hear a couple of writers pitch you. Smart. And so mm-hmm. sure enough. Mm-hmm. It's like sure, shadowing the director on yep. the set. You yep. know yep. Sure, yeah. yep. sure enough, I... <laughs> I think I was sitting on the sofa next to a, a, a guy who was in there pitching, mm-hmm. and, and it was cool. It was a, I think it was an Idris project, and mm-hmm. uh, that, that's all I say. But it was, and it was cool. I mean, at one point I couldn't really hear him. I was like, "Can you repeat that?" And he kind of looks over. <laughs> it's like, "Who are you? I'm talking like, to you too. <laughs> who is this guy?" <laughs> and, and but it was great because you really get to take away the mystery, and that mm-hmm. it's it, it, and some, for some people it is that because I don't think we do a lot of explaining. We just assume, "Hey, you got to go pitch." Right. And then, and then, and pitching is an art, right? But you really have to 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 practice that because uh, one of the things that I, I can say, being on the studio side, is that it's not just about writing something because a lot of times these guys don't want to read, mm-hmm. and when they do read, it's the coverage. Mm-hmm. And so, when when you have the opportunity to perfect that pitch, it's great because sometimes that's what gets it sold. Mm-hmm. And the best pitches I've heard, and when I've been pitching, like trust me, I've been out pitching stuff, and you get mm-hmm. in there, it's just like. It's, the passion you have for the project. They can mm-hmm. feel it. If you're just coming giving a basic and then this happens, you have to go in and like, look, I got this story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the more personal touch comes through. That's like if, it, if, it's, if it's something like, and the reason why I got to, you know, you know, mm-hmm. I was thinking about this thing and this happened and you kind of, Kind of bring them in. It's almost like, you, and you can physically see it in a room. Mm-hmm. I've seen it where it's like you're talking, and then they start to lean in, and it's like you're just orchestrating, and you're telling them the story, <laughs> and you get them excited. It's like Greece. Like, tell me more, yeah, tell me more. more. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's and, just, and you can feel it. Like you yeah, can feel definitely. the shift in the room, and, and it's like it's there's it nothing. Don't feel like it. That 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 totally is it. That mm-hmm. that is it. I mean, I've had I've been pitching a, a, a lot now, and I could say the best pitches I've had 
other ones where I'm not reading from my notes and yeah. I'm just I'm in there talking about mm-hmm. it's like you saw a movie mm-hmm. and you're just like man I saw Star Wars and here's what happened and, and then you know Finn did and you know everybody's mm-hmm. whatever but mm-hmm. if you go in and out on page two you know <laughs> you know but but you know I had to learn that because it's it's one of those things where they well they feel like well I can read that myself mm-hmm. I want to know what excitement you could bring to mm-hmm. it and how you can how you can basically show me that passion which will be on the page. Mm-hmm. So, you so we, we we were we were talking off offline. I was about to say off something else. Off <laughs> <laughs> we were talking offline. Off mic. We were talking off mic before we started, and I made a joke about you were with Circle of Confusion. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about how you first got your agents and your manager and stuff like that? Sure, sure, definitely. So when I left, well, first of all, on the manager side, when I left Disney, mm-hmm. um, I immediately had a little small manager, one man shop, and I'll tell you, I'll tell folks. I mean, I, I made a mistake. At some point, because I was with my manager at the time for too long, I was with them for five years. Mm-hmm. Loyal, loyal. Yeah, that get you sometimes. And and at one point, I was like, man, this isn't this is stupid. <laughs> I was like, this I want to, I want to break up. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like um, I, it, it didn't make any sense at one point because I, I knew it in my heart, and then mm-hmm. and then I had to make that decision, and it wasn't until I had other friends say, hey, you know what, man, you know. You know, and so, and that's what happened. I, 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 I had to make that decision because I think, at, at some point in this career journey, it, it is all about that that sure. being business minded and understanding. You got the first person you got to look out for is you. you. Mm-hmm. And so, and and so I did that. And so when I left, when I, um, it, it's it's funny how it happens. It's just the universe kind of shows up. But when I left. The, my manager, I immediately got the Universal thing. Okay. And after doing that, I got recommended to actually Verve at the time. Mm-hmm. And that's not bad. <laughs> and my agent at Verve ended up uh, jumping over to WME. And oh, so that's how she, you got over there. Okay. She took Talked you over mm-hmm. there. Yeah, that's right. And so she brought a couple of folks with her. And mm-hmm. so I was one of those folks. So that, that worked out mm-hmm. very well. How many, how many scripts did they want to read from you when you, before you got signed? They read, they read two scripts from me. Mm-hmm. They read two. And they, I also had written some short fiction okay. and so forth. So, oh, that so, so I had a couple other things, but primarily two, two feature scripts, I should say. Mm-hmm. And um, on the management side, I had, had already recently signed with a, a new manager, but they were mostly TV-focused. And mm-hmm. so I, I really dug them, but they were more TV. And, mm-hmm. and it's interesting because time I got in Universal – the 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 shift between being focused and TV versus feature kind of shifted, mm-hmm. and so I was getting a lot more heat on the feature side, and so it didn't make sense to bring on two managers, one be feature, one be mm-hmm. TV. So mm-hmm. I actually I I let them go, and and then about two months ago signed with Circle of Confusion. Now, how so did that happen? It, I actually my 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 agents at William Morris basically mm-hmm. were like, look. You're gonna have to go big, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, "Well, I know, I know this cool cat. He's a one man shop. He's really passionate." They're like, "No, no, you, <laughs> you, you got to go big." And so they actually sent me out, and I had five different companies that came back: right. uh, Prince Powder Young, Madhouse, mm-hmm. a couple other that I really dug, and settled on on Circle of Confusion. My my manager is an awesome guy. Yeah. So you know, we it, it, it's one it's of those like things. my dream manager. I just love the title of it, and it just sounds like <laughs> Circle of Confusion. I just <laughs> love it. Well, it's weird. My, my my wife didn't dig it. She's like, oh, that that doesn't sound. It sounds too much Discord. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> no, they are running shit right now. Okay, okay. Dude, okay. Dude, it's, it, it was it was great because one of the things that 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 got me hooked on my manager was that while people were 
were, were giving me feedback and were loving my script, and mm-hmm. which you know it won some contests and all this kind of stuff. When I first met him, he came back. He's like, "Okay, I got you know got a couple of notes on your script." And I'm thinking, I'm just meeting this dude, mm-hmm. and he giving me notes on my script. Let me mm-hmm. read this, you know, see what he says. And I was like, "Okay, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't a lot of stuff, but it was just mm-hmm. you know, he took the time not only to read it, but he did have the balls to say, "Hey, you know what? Just do this," you know, because a lot of people. One of the things that I, I like about this town is that when you do have feedback, I used to kind of get a little defensive, but mm-hmm. I don't now because to me, I think the worst form of praise is when people say nothing and they 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 give you what I call this that hollowness, meaning mm-hmm. it's not really helpful. You know, you you want whatever you want that's going to make you better because yeah. as an artist, I mean, you can take it or not take it, but because yeah. there's an art to taking notes and giving notes. That's right. So sure, yeah, that's right. And so when I got with Circle. It, it it was just that. I mean, he calls it circle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's showing off. No, 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 man. That was with circle now. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, yeah. it, it's it's one of those things where you. It, it's only it's only been two months, but I I, I feel that for me as a feature guy, primarily, mm-hmm. they don't develop post strike. The studios and the production companies don't really develop. You come in with an idea, you got to have everything. Mm-hmm. You got to be ready to pull out the theme song, the <laughs> you know. You got to just exactly. have everything because it just can't. Well, I got this idea. Okay, we're gonna give you a chance. Mm-hmm. No, it's like you got to have everything, and so mm-hmm. it's great to have that 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 manager partner that can help when I'm coming up and fleshing out ideas to kind of go through and develop because mm-hmm. they don't do that anymore. They just want. Are they are they repping you for TV and film now? They. The, I, right now, the focus is just feature, but okay. the but TV is is, is also uh, it's also on the table as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what made you finally decide you're going to move into TV when you were so focused on? Because all the good stories are going. Well, we we know that. we know that. <laughs> it part of it is is just being out here in this game for for a minute, and you you see people just working, and and mm-hmm. you and you and wait, three, <laughs> I see and, people working. <laughs> I want to go be with them people. Oh, that's TV. Okay. <laughs> And maybe two or three years run by, yeah. like, hey, Chandis, how's yeah. it going? I'm like, oh yeah, things are going, things are going great. <laughs> and then you see him another year goes by, and then you, see, uh-huh. you know, and then after the third time, they got food. now they're now wait, they're wait, at producer wait. level on TV, right? Exactly. Now they're they got, they got food and shit and paying their rent. They they got they get lunch, you uh-huh. know, and and after a while you want that, yes. you know, you just want some of that because I've had movies fall apart so many times. I get really close and knock on wood with who I have now with Muji, mm-hmm. but at some point you just you're just ready to get it done get it going yes. and so I, I I knew TV at some point would be a focus mm-hmm. but but now it, it really is a push because I, I I feel that that's where a lot of great storytelling is going yes. I don't consider it just hopping over to the other side meaning just to hop over because everybody else is doing it sure. but I think at some point you can do both and right. now yeah. that line right. is so I do not both. there right. yeah. exactly what I do the line right. is so not there mm-hmm. and and the other thing, though, for me that I, that I still love about features is, is that to me, I I don't know, but this is my thing. You you guys probably can disagree. Mm-hmm. I feel that features is a little bit more colorblind as opposed to TV. Meaning, I always didn't want to do the diversity kind of guy thing mm-hmm. for me and TV because I just didn't want to do yeah. it. I, I can totally relate to that. You know, because yeah. I just didn't want to. I didn't want to. Well, now you know we got this diversity hire. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, okay, give it to him. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I just didn't want to yeah. do it. Right. I, I and the thing about it is when I entered like the Nichols and got semifinalists and. Other, other programs, it was just on the merit of my script. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They didn't know right. I was an African-American writer writing 
whatever about this white guy and black guy. And but when you are going into the TV fray, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, we got an African American diverse sure. writer, yeah. and sometimes it it can box you. And so mm-hmm. I didn't want that. Mm-hmm. And so that's another thing that helped me that that, that I that I that I didn't want to jump into mm-hmm. at that point. Because one of the things that, you know, I was talking to a couple of my friends, because, um, you know, the whole diversity buzz has been going on. And, and one of the interesting conversations was it's not diversity. It's more like a divest, divestment from whiteness, like from everything <laughs> being that. I like that, I like that business that, aspect. That, yeah, funny. the business, looking at a divestment <laughs> where it's still there and we can have all these different things mm-hmm. where it's not like the whole check off the box kind of diversity thing, which is what we don't want. Like, well, we got this, this, and this. Like, no, we just want to tell our stories. And just have what the real world looks like, you know. I, I totally agree. The real world is isn't just Caucasian, isn't just whatever. It, it's it's very very uh, an eclectic mix of of so many different cultures and races. And I think a lot of times people just go with what's comfortable, with what what they know. And it's and it's not it's not true. Mm-hmm. It's it's not telling the stories that most people want to see. And also, it's boring. I'm <laughs> sorry, it's boring. Like when I was complaining about the trailers earlier, you know, mm-hmm. watching and just like. This is so boring. Me, it's the same old, same old, mm-hmm. and it's like you've you've got to, you know, it's got to be compelling. You got to get me like, man, I really want to see that, mm-hmm. and it's it's getting harder. I see that more and more on television. Like, wow, I really want to see because I'm watching a lot more TV than I used to, mm-hmm. and it's because it's more compelling. There's more mm-hmm. things going on, and I don't know. It's as as far as writers, um, I don't know. We've just got to just tell some really kick ass stories and get them made any way possible. Mm-hmm. Um. We did a thing with, because, um, you know, we've been talking about uh, Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. You know, they're about to do that. And the yeah, whole yeah. thing on Twitter mm-hmm. talking about we want Asian. an Asian, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you and know, they want a what? They want an Asian character oh, cool. to play Iron Fist. Cool. Because we don't want the white savior trope or the mm-hmm. white guy learns somebody else's culture and then fucks up everybody else from that culture. Because mm-hmm. he's the one who can do it more than those people who created that culture. Sure. But, you know, it's just trying to... Um, let people know we want to see more. I know there was a hashtag that Black Girl Nerds did. We did it over the, the weekend. It was uh, Femme Fatale and a bunch of people on Twitter who said we did a thing called Asian Baywatch, which is Asian, <laughs> B-A-E, as in Bay, mm-hmm. watch. And basically, we just started posting up pictures of different actors and actresses. So I you saw that one dude Asian. who was like sitting on the couch or on the bed. Look, I, like, got whole, I got a whole, like, who this man? <laughs> like, we got a whole list. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting was the fact that the fans know that all these different mm-hmm. Asian actors, whether they're Korean or Chinese or mm-hmm. Japanese, these people exist, but somehow... Hollywood can't seem to find, we can't yeah. find, you know, so, you know, it's, it's a lot of the push is coming from the fans and it was interesting because I can't remember if it was Slate or one of the magazines that did an article and basically we realized they're paying attention to what the fans are saying. Mm-hmm. Like, we, there's so much talent out there, mm-hmm. but you keep going from the same old tired well True. and drawing the same characters and you're going to lose your audience that way. Trust me, I was sitting in the audience when uh, the fifth wave came on mm-hmm. and you could just hear this audible like, <sighs> and mind you, the whole audience is pretty much white. Like when mm-hmm. white people tired of looking at white people, a change has got to come sooner or later. I'm like, but that's your people. We gotta, you know, support that. Mm-hmm. They're t- they want to see something new sure. too. So you know, I'm just hoping that with you new writers that are coming up and doing some interesting yeah. new things, that you can show the world how it is. Because the mm-hmm. crew I rock with, we look like the UN. <laughs> I know. And, and, that, and that's and great. I want to see everybody. You know, and, and, and I think that's awesome because I think when you when you do have that. 
that aspect where films, uh, diverse mm-hmm. directors and so mm-hmm. forth, they're making money. Yeah, I mean, straight please. out of Compton, mm-hmm. please, Creed, please, it Sphere Seven, the track, mm-hmm. please. It just gives it. It just it's it makes people stand up and say, what What are we not doing? Because mm-hmm. at some point, I think. The, the storytelling and, and the diversity starts behind the camera. Yes. It, 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 it really does. It, it starts really with does. the writers and the directors and, sure. and the creators. And then what we see in front of the camera, yeah, that's great too, mm-hmm. but it really starts behind. And I mm-hmm. think that's what's important. So tell us about uh, how, how can I, when your movie gets made, how can I get my little part? Uh, I can play Zulu. <laughs> you can. Uh, I may not be able to speaking part. <laughs> <laughs> she want to be the evil little witch doctor. Uh, I want to do like tell, I want to hear more about this part. Like what what uh, that you can actually talk about. Like yeah. uh, where are we with this film? Because it sounds like something I want to see and be in the front row. I mean, it's it's very early stage. I mean, I am still waiting on uh, updates from from Jaiman, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's funny because my wife she would she, she called him Jaiman. No, she called him Digimon. I was like, no, <laughs> look, look, look. You I know a lot of people who do that. A lot of people do that. Because a lot of times you'll see his name and like you don't hear people pronouncing it. Mm-hmm. So you see that and it was like, mm. and I was calling him Digimon because it sounds hella cool. <laughs> don't be laughing over there. You stop laughing. I only know because and I then, used to talk to him at the gym all the time. That's one day what somebody <laughs> said, oh, it's Hyman. And I'm like, Jiman. really? Jiman. Or Jack that. And then yeah. somebody said, it's like no, Django. No, no. no. Yeah. That was another level. Yeah. So it's like, like that's how you say his name? Mm-hmm. And then like, no, it's just. So it's like three different versions of his name, <laughs> you know? But I'm going to tell you, Digimon sounds the coolest <laughs> <I know>. Digimon. <laughs> that sounds cool as fuck. Digimon. I mean, it just sounds like superhero shit. It, uh, but anyway. It sounds like Pokemon type and of I know, shit. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, did you go to the store? Digimon? No. <laughs> I. I Love but it, it was it was cool. I mean, I, I got a I got a call from his people, and mm-hmm. we had lunch and so forth. And right now, I'm just waiting on feedback from the latest draft that I turned in. Mm-hmm. They're going out to other talent and directors, and it's mm-hmm. a two hander script. So, so I can say that he's wanting to do some uh, follow ups with other actors. And I, I I don't know if I can say, but in any case, he it's not, it's not unusual. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, and, and and so I mean, he's the type that will definitely partner, and so mm-hmm. and so right. They're almost now, like I'll do it if they'll do it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like a lot of. And so I feel good about it. I mean, it it, it made the tracking board hit list, mm-hmm. and and uh, which was some yeah, of the top I, list. I saw, I saw that. And so mm-hmm. and so right now, I'm just waiting for the for the next steps. I mean, Jaiman is over in in West Africa right now for the holidays, and mm-hmm. so I'm I'm assuming I'll get back. I'll hear back from him what his feedback is. Because well, my, go my, the feminist advocate in me is going to ask. So. So, uh, are there some women characters? Oh, definitely. And uh, can we get Lupita? Okay, <laughs> well, well, you know, Lupita. That yeah, there's a there's a part. There's a part. You know, it, it's one of those things. I, I I see it as a prestige pick if they decided to market it. That yes, way. Mm-hmm. It, it, it depends on on what they want to do and how they want to market it because you know sometimes when movies come out they can get lost in, in mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. it's marketed mm-hmm. and and. Sure. And Diamond's a big enough actor where he can, you know, he could really drive that. He can really drive the process. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. I mean, I, I, I think it could, it could really. I mean, I, I think it's a perfect time. I think so too. I'm I think ready. it's great. I'm ready to see it. So, what type of things are you writing in in television? Are you are you are you branching out? Mm-hmm. In a, in a different genre in television, or are you still finding the same themes that you like? I I'm I'm primarily. I'm primarily staying close to some of the things that I know. I'm, I'm actually working on this pilot that uh, that, uh, that I've been doing off and on called mm-hmm. Dead City. Okay, and it's it's the, the shorthand of the of the pitch is is uh, 
and I'll, I'll just basically say it. I don't know if you guys know who Cory Booker is. Yes. And, and, and from Jersey, but now Senator Booker. But it's, it's really, it's set in Detroit, young mayor, ambitious, comes into the city. And he's try- single, too. And he's, <laughs> and he's single? Is he yeah, single? he's single. Yeah, okay. And he tries to affect change. But it's, what if Cory Booker became Suge Knight? And so that's... that's <laughs> oh, boy. Child, look. <laughs> that, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm working uh. on. And so if you know who Curry Booker is and you know if Suge is, you know, mm-hmm. you can see how in order to get shit done, sometimes you got to have a little Suge in you. And yeah. so that's what I'm... But he's doing it for the greater good. That's right. He's yeah. doing it for the greater yeah. good. Oh, that yeah. sounds good. Yeah. He's doing I like it for that. the greater good. I like that. So I'm, I'm working on that right now. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's gritty. And we're going to see a little that's bit... That's the type uh, of show I want to write on. Okay. That's what I'm like, talking what about. What if Curry Booker had to have a little Suge night? I'm like, sold! <laughs> <laughs> but of course, some people in the room are like, who? What? Exactly. And I'd be like, yeah. that's why you need some black executives in there to oh, be yeah. like, sold! Give me a check! Give me a check, bitch! Give me exactly. a check! <laughs> and so that, totally. And I, and I like to play with thematics. And so one of the biggest themes that I'm looking at in, in, in a show like this is really is two, is that is that sometimes in going after that greater good, we sometimes lose ourselves, And that's mm-hmm. where Dead City comes in. But I also wanted to yeah. play with this, this, uh, this look at the old guard, you know, meaning in, in urban centers and in the political arena mm-hmm. where we have like the Jesse Jacksons and yeah. the older, mm-hmm. you know, there's a new guard coming up. And, mm-hmm. it's, and, and the fact that you said that in terms with the Black Lives Matter movement yeah. and how you've got this kind of push-pull with the old civil rights movement mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who have a certain respectability and things you're supposed to be doing where mm-hmm. these young people are like, look, that worked for you at that certain time, yeah, sure. and mm-hmm. I think, oh my God, that sounds like a and so yeah, and I don't want to examine it because I know when Barack oh, first man, ran for, for for president, you know, and Jesse's like, well, look, you need to wait your time. You know, <laughs> you know it's going to be Hillary, then it might be, you know, mm-hmm. you know Jesse Junior, mm-hmm. then it might be you. Mm-hmm. And so at, at some point, no, you know, we got to. Of course, when Jesse was crying, they showed the scene where what's his name got mm-hmm. he got a thing, and the tears. It's like I was so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's what I interpreted uh-huh. from those tears. No, that like, motherfucker was like, I was, should have been me. <laughs> that's what that was. And so I, well, you know, it, it's funny. I, I want to examine those things because, you know, we, when, as filmmakers, it's, it's good to, to understand and laugh about it. But there are memes going around where mm-hmm. you, about civil rights. You know, you probably see some of Civil rights Twitter? Yeah. Dude, come on. <laughs> I think I may have posted some things up there, but yeah, come on. Sure. It's like, I mean, there was one point he was like, uh, you, know, you know, yeah, Coretta and, shit, Coretta and I talk, but we don't talk to you know. <laughs> Or Malcolm X like tell Martin not to be at me. He want to add. He gonna come up here and say something. I'm like, you know what? I love they don't that. You I, <laughs> I'm like somebody's gonna get you know. Okay. And so so I, so on the TV front, that's one of the that's one of the things that I'm working on. I hope to have there in another month. I've been working on off and on doing mm-hmm. a lot of research because I I I, I, I realized I was you know, born in Detroit. Oh, oh, really? Cool, man. I, well, I went to U of M. So. I was only born there. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I got to say it back. Yeah, yeah. But it. It's one of those things where I feel that, from a storytelling standpoint, that's mm. something that I haven't seen, I love and I, I, mm-hmm. I want to just play with that a little bit mm-hmm. and, and see what I can do. It kind of reminds me of a, a, a pilot I'm kind of working on now, because uh, I'm trying to see what's correct. Uh, I think it's like Julian Castro, Juan and Julian, Julian Castro, the mm-hmm. two twins. One of them's like a mayor of Texas, mm-hmm. and um, like... To me, he's going. One of them is going to be the next president of the United States, Mexican American. Oh, I know you're talking about. Yeah, I know you're and about. I love the story. Their mom worked hard, single mom, raised her two twins, and they both went into political office, have been mm-hmm. successful. And I always wanted to do a TV show focusing on a Mexican American family, but I also want to focus in on the politics. There's just so many, like you said, with Cory Booker. Mm-hmm. There's these new. Uh, people who are coming in sure. who are just fascinating in terms of, of what they can become and you know it's kind of like my combination of that and when uh, what's his name became mayor of LA um, 
You remember, who was our mayor? Villagrosa? Is that, no? Yes, Villagrosa. Okay. When he was the mayor and just the scandal and all the mm-hmm. stuff that was going on. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that's a fucking TV show. And I need to fucking <laughs> He was an old-time cholo and shit. Look, I don't care. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fucking drama. Like, that's drama. Mm-hmm. Like, that's some good stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm like, we need to see more. And I love the fact that you're doing something in the political arena and you're just bringing a little bit of, like, Mm, some stank to it. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's and I think that's important because I mean, when we when we watch the shows and, and on TV, a lot of times they are told from a different perspective. A lot of time, and what and what I mean by that is, is that say the show Boss, mm-hmm. which was on. I was going to say it reminded me a little bit it, of it, Boss, yeah. but, but I'm yeah. sure it's completely no. It's, yeah. it's different, but it, it. But I did research Boss, but you know the the in. In urban centers and in African American cities, a lot of the politics don't take place in city hall. They take mm-hmm. place on on the city fronts or street walks, or church shop. fronts, barber mm-hmm. shops. And so, I wanted to examine that aspect because a lot of times we we just think because of what we see in mainstream that's what happens, but right. that's mm-hmm. not what happens. Right. I, I remember growing up in Alabama and on. Sunday morning, we never. I'm like, oh, there's a white guy in our church, and he's there to talk about he's running for office, and mm-hmm. so that's that's where he the comes. One, the one time you see the him. one that's time, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Hey, tell the truth, shame look, the devil. Look, we look, we just we just had all the before the voting went down yeah. for the um the, at the Writers Guild. Yeah. We were seeing all these white faces come to the black committee or the gay committee yeah. or whatever, yeah. and I'm like, these motherfuckers will never come. You definitely to not get my else. Vote. You ain't definitely get. But my they vote. want all of our vote. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, and that's how it happens because it, it's really it's unfortunate because you 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 don't want to think it's superficial, but it is mm-hmm. a little bit superficial. They just want your vote, mm-hmm. and then maybe they're gonna really do what they say they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. I, I doubt it, but yeah, that's but that's kind of I wanted to examine all that. I, just I would love to see that because I know that. Um, David Simon, the series he just did on HBO. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget oh, the name of it. Oh, I know what you're talking about. With um, the... It's like six parts to it. It wasn't mm-hmm. very good. I was disappointed yeah. in it. And I think maybe it's because I'm interested in the politics and stuff. I just don't want to see data. I want to see contemporary stories. Like yes. that one was taking place in like the 70s. And it was like Boston and the whole... Uh, something about we need a hero or, or something. Yeah, like something, yeah, yeah. something hero. Something, and yeah. talking about the housing and how yeah, they were yeah. moving the black family. And it's like... It was interesting to me yeah. on a certain level, yeah. but I want to see something contemporary. And yeah. I think that's my issue now. A lot of times they're having these really good stories, but they're focusing on the past. And a lot of that shit is happening right now. And I think we need to see those type of stories. Well, I, I think so. because and I contemporary mean, times. I, I think so because, I mean, in, in this day and age, I think people are, are getting a little bit of a... Show me a hero? Is that what that's, it is? Yeah, show me a hero. That's yeah. It. yeah. That's right. People are getting a little bit more of an awareness. And I think even now that it's an election year and there's so much... I, I guess the visit, divisiveness in some mm-hmm. facets between. I'm not going to talk politics, but it, 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 but within ideologies related to Trump to Bernie Sanders, and mm-hmm. and so I think it's it's good to give people a way to kind of understand. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody comes into the, the political process to be a bad person or bad politician. We just have our own beliefs. And, they just bad people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, that's just a bunch of control things. Right? They just bad people. I, you know, I, I would hope that there's some good. I would hope that people have something good they're trying to do. Not yeah, just the good for them and them greedy asses and just you know, call it what it is. They're how can we make good. more money? Yeah. You know. What if I ran for politics? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, but, you know, I mean, Kwame Kilpatrick is another story that, that kind of took me there. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Please write that. Yeah. Oh, God, that would be such a good movie. The hopes and the dreams, and then it just turned to, uh, that's drama. No, well, you know, when you start hiring your cousins to be. Look, look, you can't be hiring Pookie now. You can't hire Pookie now. No, you can't. Well, LeBron James did it, it's working for him. 
But it, like he put people through school. That's He's a, like, go I to school, okay. bitch. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah come, come work for me. Thank you. Thank you. You just you got to be. It's a you're, you're running a city. Mm-hmm. You, you can't be hiring your cousins to be running the communications for the city and no. running you know DTE, Detroit Edison, or stuff like that. Oh you gotta, that, 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 I would that, watch. that might oh be something God. interesting you could add though. That maybe there is something <laughs> in there where he be hiring his boys to do shit they supposed to be doing. That's funny. That's funny. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, I would love to see that. So, what else do you have on your on your docket? Because you know, as a writer, you got to have a well, whole bunch I, of stuff. Well, I also have been I also have been behind the cameras. I mentioned and I shadowed a couple of times on a TV show okay. called The Bridge. Oh yeah, I love The Bridge. It was on FX. And it was great because I got to, it, you know, it's one of those things. It's a, it's a machine, you know. Mm-hmm. So like anything else, you get to really see how everything comes together. And it was great because I think one of the things I love about directing is the, the immediacy of, of, of just getting out there and getting your hands hands dirty. You direct as mm-hmm. well. So you, mm-hmm. uh, do you directly? I direct. Yeah. yeah. So, so you really know that you're really, you're interpreting you're interpreting something, and so I the, the webisodes that I've done that I, I think I have on my IMDb are more comedic. You know, me too. Yeah. yeah, and that's not my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. because it's quick, it's, it's mm-hmm. a little bit easy, and so forth. And so I've been able to to to, to work with uh, another family that has a kid actor who who's awesome to kind of turn some things out. But my mm-hmm. stuff, my 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 filmmaking is a little bit, I think, more dark, maybe a little bit more masculine to mm-hmm. some extent. It's mm-hmm. just. You know, that's through my lens that I see. But I think when we're writing, there's always this levity that we can pull. And because as a, as a storyteller, I think you can see the funny in everything. And mm-hmm. so, so uh, getting behind the camera is something that I want to do more of. Mm-hmm. I haven't done it as much as I would like because it's just, it's just a little bit more time involved. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, you know. I only do it by necessity. I, I prefer to write and produce. Really, you know, well, yeah. I, people yeah. people come up and like, Hillard, you're gonna have to direct this thing, and I'm like, fuck, okay, because <laughs> it just takes so much it time well, the shot list and the shot list, you know what I mean? Well, just... and, that, and that's the thing because I mean, I've talked with my folks, uh, my reps about it as well. I mean, if I were to direct a feature project, and let's just say it does go, you're probably a year out of the game, yeah. Yeah. out, out, yeah. and so my my focus is to get a couple of projects that I, I've written that's gotten out there that's now in the marketplace and then jump more into the directing aspect because I can I can kind of have something to yeah. fall back on while I'm I'm still now pulling a new feature together. And yeah, so, what I found is I try to direct at least two things a year. That's all two features? At, at least two projects whether oh. it be whether it be a proof of concept whether it be a trailer whether it be a commercial whatever I just want to do something to keep that muscle going, because you really you get on the set after six months mm-hmm. and you haven't directed except you. Luckily, I'm on the set every month or so, right. so I'm constantly mm-hmm. being there. But mm-hmm. it's different when you're the guy, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Like I just had to do this big party scene, and I was like, I forgot how to build this party scene. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You got to bring in the cast, then start bringing in, and then the extra yeah. walks down. Right. You got to. I was like, oh shit! Yeah. Like I had to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what and I mean? That, it was an experience. Yeah. That, you know, that's, that's an awesome point because it, it's. Part of it also is is just that you know it's like when you are doing something more frequently you mm-hmm. you, you don't have to use that you, that muscle is already there right. you don't have to recreate a lot of things mm-hmm. it's 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 second nature and I I feel like jumping back and forth it's mm-hmm. it's it brings about a little bit of inconsistency mm-hmm. from from just the craft and so right. I, I kind of want to get you know a lot of the things I want from the writing out of the way but you know directing this I I think if you're trying to be a filmmaker and, and and stay in this town for for a minute. You got to hyphenate. 
You gotta you be. Have to. You be. gotta be writer, director, have cook. To be. You gotta be writer. <laughs> you gotta be. Uh, I don't know masseuse. about writer, director, cook. No. Writer, writer. We gotta have some crafties. You know what I mean? <laughs> I ain't cooking shit. <laughs> and we ain't having pizza. I want some real food. <laughs> well, you know, you gotta hyphenate. You gotta yeah. hyphenate, and that's the thing that I learned very quick. Because if you're just doing one thing, mm-hmm. it's tougher. Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta do more than one. You gotta mm-hmm. do more than one. And so for me, directing definitely is something that I I see as that entree and it's just that I don't do it enough to have to have that output but but I, I do do it mm-hmm. absolutely well, yeah. cool well yeah. on that note thank you Chandis appreciate it buddy yeah oh, cool, we expect some good things from you and I'm no looking doubt. forward to your Cory Booker TV show political and movie <laughs> and just remember um, I could pretend to be Zulu <laughs> what you gonna say? Uh, <laughs> I gotta practice my. But I'm gonna be the Zulu that's related to the Khoisan, so I can do my click sound and your, as awesome. I can your, see your, him yeah. coming yeah. over the rainbow. Oh, I love it! Yeah. Oh God, yeah. I love that. So no. I'm, I'm just glad there's somebody else out there who's doing something like, like who who tends to do things in a darker. Uh, drama-oriented things. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we get people with comedies and things mm-hmm. like that. It's like, we need to embrace our dark side. <laughs> Thank you. And, um, see, Lisa I'm and I happy. believe you need to take your kids to see horror movies. Yes, you do. Because it teaches you about it the world. It teaches your babies well, how you know to survive I mean? in the world. Exactly. It well, does. We do watch. We have every Halloween, my wife has a spooky night. where okay, they yeah. watch See, the, spooky movies. Wait, wait, did spooky. you take your kids to see Krampus yet? No, not yet. Oh, oh, yeah. Did you see it? Yeah, so Isn't it good? Bad. We're gonna watch it then. We're yes. gonna watch it. It's good. It's gonna. It's my new classic. It's gonna Dude, watch the trailer. Look at the trailer. Okay, I'll watch the trailer. It's gonna. It ranks up there when I watch it every year. Charlie mm-hmm. Brown Christmas. Mm-hmm. A Christmas Story. Christmas Vacation and, and now Krampus. Krampus. Okay. Wow. And then for the dark, dark okay. side, for the homies, mm-hmm. Black Christmas, the Canadian horror film. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but it's like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, Krampus is As going long as there's not that black nativity, we good. So. <laughs> no, we got that. Well, guys, thank you for having me on. I, I, I really know that. Had a yeah, blast. and I had a blast. we're going to see you. more of your name. And um, I'm just really glad there's other people out there. Brothers, yeah. you know, people. Tell your agents. I mean, tell Circle of Confusion. I'm gonna call them Circle because they're gonna hire me eventually. Uh, <laughs> tell Circle to put your ass on Walking Dead. We need some black folks I, on the Walking Dead. So I, so I could die within the first. No, <laughs> no. I'm talking about as a writer. We are hoping yeah. it's different in the you know? writer's realm. Yeah. yeah. Except when they bring that other black writer on deck, then you know your your night your days are counted. Like <laughs> that's, that's, true. that's true. That's true. That's true. Exactly. Exactly. So where can people find you? Are you on Twitter? And I am on Twitter. I'm at Chandis Jackson. So C H A N D U S Jackson. Oh, you got right. your real name out there and everything. You how you stand behind everything you say out there. <laughs> now, now I'm scared. <laughs> don't you haven't said anything negative. Don't be, yeah, don't be. No, no, but that's it. You know, it's not too many, not too many Chandises out there. So, uh-huh. so we uh-huh. know what she was like. And where you at, Lisa? Lisa Cold Jam. Hey, of course you can always find me um, on Twitter under my name because I bet I ain't got to hide behind nothing. <laughs> I'm just going to say what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Lisa um, Bolakaja. Yeah, Lisa Bolakaja. And um, usually you'll find me under uh, the hashtag Saturday Night Sci-Fi mm-hmm. or Friday Night Horror or 80s Live Tweets mm-hmm. with the whole crew, all my geek crew out there. Shout out to my peeps on Twitter who keep me in line and keep me informed. And I'm really excited because I think I've convinced Geek Soul Brother mm-hmm. For the next Saturday Night Sci-Fi. Mm-hmm. Of course, when this episode Where does comes he out, live anyway? When's he going to come on the show? I think he's back east. They're all back Maybe east. They get over here. Like somebody from uh-huh. Lawrence, Lawrence and Canada. People, they're all uh-huh. over the place. But I think I've convinced them. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood. Get you under. For uh, the next Saturday, uh, Saturday Night Sci-Fi is to do um, 
Black Mirror's The Christmas Episode. Did mm-hmm. you see that? I know what you're the about. White Christmas Episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm hoping he does it. So, anyhow, <laughs> you can find me there, or you can also find me on Bitch Flicks, where I write uh, feminist film reviews. You can get some intersectional feminism, with a black girl, I womanist. <laughs> I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give it to you. You wasn't asking for it, but I'm gonna give it to you when uh-huh. I break down films and just tell you from a, a intersectional feminist, black Indian. You know, <laughs> tell you what for. Mm-hmm. Or you can also find me on uh, where am I? Am I everywhere? You can find me a lot of. Um, what about your blogs? When are you coming out? I do have a blog. I had two of them. The mm-hmm. other one, I was putting a lot of stuff out, and I realized, oh, I might start to get famous. <laughs> I need to like lock that shit down mm-hmm. and come up with another one. So I do have a blog, but don't even look for it. I have to okay. revamp it because I have to go back to my old one and look. And I realized I got a lot of serious stuff on there mm-hmm. that's really good, mm-hmm. but I think I want to like save it for a book or something like that because okay. I go in and I didn't realize people were really reading me. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. But yeah, you can find me there and also coming up, I want to say in... You got a panel, didn't you? <sighs> yeah, coming up. Like in March, I will be in Florida for IFCA, the, okay. uh, for the, the uh, International uh, the Fantastic. Basically, I'm a, um invited writer and I'll be down there. I might be doing a reading. I might be doing a panel. Um, of course, you can catch me in Wisconsin in May. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm doing oh, a lot. I do a lot of conventions. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do a lot of panel stuff where I talk about horror and sci-fi and basically let people know that people of color and women, um, we write, read, and we're smart and we're fantastic. And y'all all right. Y'all all we right. need to be, mm-hmm. y'all need to know so they <laughs> make some movies that have people that look like me in them. So, okay. yeah. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. Are you really? <laughs> See what I got to do with this one. <laughs> And you guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest, or please follow the show, Screenwriters RR, on Twitter. Um, if you guys have any questions for us, please hit us at screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. Please go on and give us a five star review. I keep forgetting to do that early. Yes, please. Please, please, please. <sighs> go our on goal, iTunes. Because our goal in 2016, we want to be on someone's top 10 list mm-hmm. of podcasts. Yeah, we can do that it. That would be the dream. We could do it. We can do it. <laughs> so, um,. Yeah, go on iTunes. Please give us a five-star review. Follow the show. Uh, subscribe. Because um, we need that shit for the metrics. It helps us to get to that top ten. Wait, wait. Can what? I just tell this little joke? One of oh, my boy, st- Wait, wait, go. wait. No, no. One of my <laughs> students wanted me to, to tell this, this okay. joke. So here's the joke. So <laughs> join in. It's, remember, it's, it's a, a sixth grader. So here's the All joke. Right. What do you call an alligator wearing a vest? What do you call Investigator? An investigator. No. <laughs> she, he got a kid, too, so he knew that one. <laughs> you so cheated, Chandler. It's easy Chandis. to figure it out. It's easy to figure it out, but I yeah, promise, you cheated, I no, promise the student that I would tell the little, <laughs> little joke. Exactly. So please follow us on the show. Please retweet the show when you guys hear us on Twitter. We need all that shit. So join in with us, Chandler, at 2016. So you know how, how we do it on the Screenwriter's Rant Room. We keep it street. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what? 2016. Peace, y'all. You wanna be a rider, well you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed In the rent room, we let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca Sass in class, yes that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel, say what you want Welcome to the Red Room. Red Room. Red Room. Red Room.